Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Gentle Art of Crushing It podcast. This is the Passive Investing Edition, and my name is Randy Smith. I am the founder of Impact Equity, and our goal is to educate and inspire the passive investor as they transition from traditional investing over to the passive investing space. We have an awesome guest here with us today, Joe uh, Giuliacci, and uh, welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks, Randy. Glad to be here. Glad to be uh, talking to uh, maybe uh, other candidate investors out there that uh, are looking to transition, as you say, because, uh, 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 you know, that's been my journey. So anyway, I'm always happy to ha- share and uh, help others along. Awesome. Awesome. It's kind of a funny story before we kick off here. Uh, Joe and I actually met in one of those networking groups just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, as you do in these, you do like your quick 30 second uh, elevator pitch when you first kick them off. And I I went through mine real quick and then Joe jumped on and it was something like, you know, I've done about twice as many passive investments as you have. So it's uh, it's super exciting to have Joe here because he's got a, a ton of experience and I'm sure we're going to learn a ton from him. So Joe, why don't we go ahead and kick it off? Can you kind of walk us through just a, a brief overview of your background and your past yeah. and how you found passive investing? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I guess just a little bit about uh, me, my life. Uh, I've been blessed with a great family. I got, um, you know, my wife, we, we have been married for over 25 years, uh, have two sons that are rapidly moving into young adults, a uh, uh, 20-year-old and a 17-year-old. Um, and, uh, 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 and then the other uh, aspect is I spent 31 years uh, in an engineering career and uh, just left that actually this year um, and spent most of those years designing commercial airplanes. My wife also kind of wrapped up her career. Uh, she was an educator for her career length. So, oh, no um, so we are rapidly moving into a different phase for us. Um, uh, I've always loved real estate, um, started studying it, you know, I, I mean, way back when used to buy CDs and books and read about it and study it. And uh, you know, it took a while before I was able to acquire a first piece of an investing property. Um, but uh, when that started, you know, my wife and I, we ended up, you know, growing a small portfolio of duplex properties. We owned about four of them that we operated for um, uh, a good 20 years or so. Um, a couple of years ago, um, we um, started selling a couple of those properties off, and that's when um, I I had become um, ed- starting to become educated in the syndication space, uh, syndicated investments, and um, we uh, tried our hand at, at investing a couple uh, in those first deals with some of that capital from the, those early properties that we sold. 
Okay. Um, you, you mind if I jump in there, there real yeah, quick? Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So um, 31 years as an engineer and um, first of all, congratulations, 25 years married. That is, is a feat. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank um, you. And 31 years as an engineer. So I suspect you're, you're probably a numbers guy, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm a numbers guy, a spreadsheet guy. That is okay. my calling. <laughs> I, I suspect you had, um, with your duplexes, you had like the mother of all Excel sheets to track every single metric and dollar spent and investment made on that, I suspect, right? Yeah. Um, not only on those properties, but of course, my whole financial life was, okay. was one big spreadsheet model. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I could relate. My so my wife and I, we're uh, we're Dave Ramsey folks, or we were Dave Ramsey folks, um, and we have got you know you you plan every single dollar, every dollar you earn, you know exactly where it's going before you get it, and we've got an Excel sheet that probably has like, I don't know, eighty tabs on it because each month is a new budget, and uh, we just transitioned over to QuickBooks which um, God bless my wife that she's handled that whole piece of it. She is much better with that than I am. So it, it seems like in good partnerships in like a 25 year marriage, you've got a numbers person and then you've probably got kind of a big picture person. So uh, that's interesting to hear. Very good. Yeah. So now you mentioned duplexes. Um, I'm wondering if maybe, cause this is really the goal of our show is to educate and inspire the passive investor right. and a lot of us start in the active space. So I'm curious, how did you land on duplexes early on? And there was some shift that must have occurred. What, what happened there where you started looking at passive stuff? Yeah. Um, so uh, duplexes, why, why, yeah, why duplexes? Uh, you know, one thing, um, so, so real estate was, had a familiarity for me um, because my grandfather had a couple of duplexes, um, and, um, you know, and, and so as kids, you know, occasionally we, you know, he, he'd have a renter turn and we, he, you know, bring me and my cousin as high schoolers over and we'd repaint, help him repaint. And, and, and so anyway, so there was some familiarity with that property type. Sure. Um, that was comfortable. And that's kind of how, you know, we started, um, did recognize as we acquired our first, you know, I got up to four that, um, it, it was going to be harder to scale, um, that up. And so we just rested on four and just let those run and they were never cash flow plays for us. I wasn't really, I was not really um, smart enough really to even think that I could achieve that. So we bought them, my wife and I invested in those simply with the, an understanding that, okay, there's son number one, college education, son number two, college education, and we got a couple for our retirement. And so that's how we viewed it. And we figured it was tomorrow's money. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, over, you know, some amount of years, of course, they started turning into some cash flow for us um, with that kind of time that we held them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big podcast consumer. And so that's where I started getting educated around syndicated investments. Um, before that, it was just a multi-syllable word. I really didn't know what it meant. And sure. And. And the only thing I could uh, understand from 
my early education in that space was, is I wasn't really looking to be a syndicator. Mm-hmm. Um, and through some of these podcasts, all of a sudden the light bulb went on that, oh, I can actually participate here purely as an LP investor. Yeah. And so that's where the light bulb went on. And then it was at a point in time too, that my wife and I, we were starting to rethink our portfolio of properties and, and wanting to restructure some of that. And we were, you know, kind of looking at our next phase of life and that planning piece. And so that's where we ended up selling uh, the first two off and uh, doing some things, you know, personally with just, you know, we, we uh, moved our personal residence at that time, but then, you know, we had some capital here to work with. And so um, we uh, dabbled in that with a couple, you know, a multifamily and a self-storage just to kind of kick the process off. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of how it started and how kind of, yeah, the, the light bulb, you know, went off for me. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. And it's, I have a similar experience. You mentioned your grandfather had those. My dad actually had some apartments back in, you know, the seventies and eighties in Los Angeles. And in the back of my mind for years, it always was when I get well-established and I'm able to start investing in space, then that's where I'm going to go. And I started looking there at first, um, but then I ended up going down the single family space out of state, um, very, very different than my dad. And it was interesting because when I talked with my dad about buying houses out of state, he thought I was absolutely crazy. Um, (laughs) And in hindsight, maybe I should have listened to him, but I guess there's probably a lot of reasons over the years when I should have. But um, my hope at this point, um, as we transition is like, I've been teaching my daughter as well. Like this is an apartment complex that dad owns a very small percentage of, and, and it sends us checks every single day or every single month or every single quarter, whatever it is. And my hopes are that she someday will start to put her dollars in those places and not have to do all the crazy things that I did with my single family out of state stuff as well. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Now, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to kind of tag off of that. I think that's great. And I think that's great when we can model that openly in front of our children. That's the way, you know, my wife and I always have been around money and our investing uh, just as you say that it, maybe it'll kind of attach, you know, and they'll, they'll pick that up. And, and it has with my two boys. In fact, my oldest, uh, he had some uh, extra money that he had socked away from his, you know, high school job and uh, contributed it in, on one of our syndicated deals. Oh, no kidding. And so he's getting now a feel of what it, you know, cash flow feels like from doing an investment like that. Now, our younger son is asking to participate some of his money. And so I think that's fantastic. And so I thought I'd just share that because that. Yeah, it, it, it's so neat. And we get, um, and I can tell you, and that's why I asked you to be on this. You seem so passionate about this space as well. Um, I talked to everybody I know about this and we, we have like my mother-in-law has been in, invested in some deals. Oh. My sister-in-law has some really good friends from work have invested. And today, in fact, was actually the first day that some of my um, closest friends and family members got their first distribution check 
which how fun is that to see yeah. the text flowing around saying, I just got my new, or I just got my first deposit. I didn't realize it was going to come so fast and just all the fun things that come along with it. So yeah, very neat. So now you mentioned, uh, you mentioned self-storage and multifamily. Now I know you're invested in a, a just a bunch of de uh, deals. So um, can you talk through one, maybe, can you talk through syndication? Can you maybe just define it in layman's terms for the listener? And then maybe talk about some of the asset classes that you like the most. Um, would love to hear about that. Okay. Um, yeah. Syndication. Yeah, it is, a, a, you know, a big multi-syllable word. Um, it, it's just a fancy term for a, a, a partnership. And um, the, the syndication part is kind of the legal structure um, that that wraps, you know, the, this this arrangement up between some some general partners um, that are the the decision makers, the doers in the whole deal. And then, um, you know, a, a whole swell of LPs like me that just give um, a piece, uh, you know, a, a portion um, and generally the portions are, um, you know, a $50,000 minimum, some are a hundred. Um, I have seen some that are 25 K, um, but those are the fractions of LPs to go and, um, bring to like a, say a $10 million deal or a 10 million raise, or maybe it's an 8 million raise or something on that order. And so you can kind of do the math and figure out how many LPs are brought together, um, and then generally the the GPs also are putting in some of their money as part of the package. So anyway, that's kind of the nature of uh, this syndication and and um, where the different how the different players um, operate. Okay. Um, so you yeah, you mentioned GP, so a general partner, and they're generally they're the operators. So they're the guys that are doing all of the work, right? Okay. Right. Um, so in a sense, you were kind of a GP on your duplexes years ago. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so you go out and you find a GP and you're looking for an expert, somebody who knows what they're doing. Essentially you're trusting them with your money. Yeah. So you want to do some due diligence on them. You want to make sure that your dollars are in good hands. And then you also mentioned the limited partner, which is what you and I are. So we're limited partners, which means, um, we're just bringing capital to these deals. And in most cases, we don't really even have, we don't have any say, we don't get to influence the deal. Um, right. the GPs are not asking our opinion about how to do those. So, um, <laughs> we truly are passive, even right. with our opinion and input on the deal. So, okay. That's really good. Thank you. Um, and then, yeah, maybe asset classes. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, where are you investing and what are you liking and those type of things. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of the fun space that has really opened up for me um, uh, since I, I, you know, started dabbling and now I've, I've gone the lengths I have in this space. Um, and I'll just characterize it again from, you know, because most people, like you mentioned, uh, as we started out, that a lot of people start by by maybe investing um, directly by buying another house or another uh, duplex, like I did, and and um, 
you know, you you are first off, it, it's not truly passive. Um, even though I had a property manager, I still had to make decisions. I still had to open my wallet when the place had to get turned and you had to put new rugs in. All those matter of details. Um, but um, the the other thing is, is it's it's a piece of property that is or all my money is tied up in one asset, maybe or a couple if you own a couple in a particular geographic location. And so I can go into these syndications and I can choose a handful of them and they can be in different economic markets. They can be in different asset classes. So as I mentioned, and what I call different asset classes, just to uh, characterize a few is multifamily or apartment buildings, um, the self-storage uh, facilities. Um, uh, I've been introduced this year to car washes. Mm -hmm. um, there's um, another uh, asset class that uh, is in the um, triple net lease um, space. And those could either be uh, industrial, um, uh, the underlying business could be industrial or commercial, like your dollar general stores that are leasing these um, buildings and space. Um, and, um, and, and there's, there's, you know, some, some newer ones I'll say that are, that are kind of been an outcrop of just, um, some of our recent, uh, you know, the, with the pandemic, the RV space, uh, yeah. and RV resorts has kind of blown up it, into another popularity um, play. And so there's, there's been a, a, a big, um, investable space there that's kind of, um, come out. Sure. Uh, and uh, so for me, um, I, I love one, I love, uh, I consider myself an entrepreneurial uh, investor because I love learning about these new asset classes and, and studying them up uh, a bit. And um, the, the, for me, I've got to just understand the business model and kind of the flow of money. And, yep. and does that make sense to me um, for it to be investable? Um, you know, I was listening to uh, two in, in um, the, the last week um, that I haven't done in, I haven't invested in these, but again, I love learning about new um, opportunities. One is in the entertainment space where it's a, um, putting together, um, they're, they're funding uh, the, the production of wholesome movies. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I thought that was really neat. And then one, uh, another one uh, that I uh, learned about um, this week was uh, it had to do with um, uh, the technology hardware mm -hmm. and um, funding that. And um, uh, so anyway, um, there's the, 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 the spectrum is wide uh, sure. is what I've found. And um, I'll say, as I looked at where I've actually put my money, I've put the bulk of it has been in multifamily uh, right. and self-storage. Um, and, uh, I think those are just two sound solid, uh, investments. Um, yep. and then I've explored some others at smaller percentages of my overall yeah. portfolio. Yeah. I, I love that you say that I, um, a strategy and I'm not sure, maybe, maybe you and I are listening to the same podcast or reading the same books or what have you, but, um, 
I have the majority of my investments in apartments as well, because it's what I know the best, but then I have a portion of my dollars that I, I'm kind of playing with, right? I'm yeah. testing other markets to see right. what kind of returns uh, for myself. Like I always want to get, when I'm looking at my operators, I want to get a sense on how are they going to communicate? Um, are they going to tell me when things are going good or they're going bad? Um, are they going to communicate on a regular basis? Are they going to pay their distributions on the same day or around the same time every month? So I've got my core operators that I invest with, but I don't want to have all of my eggs in one basket. I want to spread some other baskets around as well. And I, you know, I've heard the saying like, um, don't put all your eggs in one basket, but then some very smart investors would say, put all your eggs in one basket, but watch that basket <laughs> yeah. very closely. Right. 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 Um, and I like how you talked. I had not heard of wholesome movies or um, I've, I've heard a lot about RV parks lately. I've heard a lot of the different asset classes that you mean, but syndications, like you could literally syndicate a lemonade stand if you wanted to, you could syndicate a retail store. You could syndicate it's that syndication model can be laid over almost any type of business and wherever you have interest, you can invest in those types of, of things. So um so I'm, I'm curious, when you started investing in the space, did you, as I recall, you invested in quite a few different deals fairly quickly, but did you, uh, did you have a strategy coming out of the gates on, I want to have X amount of operators, or I want to, I want to have some diversification in the Sunbelt and maybe in, in the North or like, did you have some strategies or was it really just kind of learning along the way? Yeah, I, I'd like to tell you, yeah, but I, to be honest, no, I, it was learning a learning along the way. And uh, some of it was just diversification through different opportunities, right, yeah. wrong, or indifferent. Um, you know, for, for me, fundamentally, uh, the, the, the rapport relationship with a sponsor, you know, key uh, GP or, or sponsor team is, is, is the first stop. Yep. And, uh, and then from there, that's going to often lead me to what market Sunbelt, what have you that yep. they're in, invested in, in, and, and, uh, addressing, um, and then, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't have any strategy in terms of, you know, how many different asset classes or what percentage and what, you know, I'm starting to think about that. And I'm starting to just, you know, wonder about putting some sort of kind of, you know, guardrails up, if you will, to, you know, in that regard, but, uh, but I, I'm not there yet. So, yeah, yeah, no, fair, fair enough. Well, um, well, I, I, I feel like we could talk for another hour or so, but maybe we'll do another, maybe we'll do another episode in the future after uh, we have another six months or a year under our belt with more experience, <laughs> yeah. but um, really, really exciting talking with you. I do have a few final questions that I kind of want to run through quickly, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been super fun up to this point, but Let's see, do you have any special educational resources or um, any avenues that you've leveraged to learn more in this space? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of repeat some of the things I spoke about. You know, podcasts are a great one. There's there is so much free educational material out there in this space, and so I encourage folks to go seek that or find folks like me, and I can help point them in the right direction. But podcasts, there's um, a, a lot of these folks that are out in this business space are putting together eBooks that they're. Um, developing and offering free, and that's a great piece of education. Um, these meetups, you spoke that you and I met on these meetups, you know, being in community with folks that are doing this kind of activity, uh, that's that's where, you know, yeah. it's at. Yeah, very good. Any, any specific podcasts or meetups that come, come to mind? Um, I, I've had uh, some the, the great ones that I've hooked up with is um, uh, Angel Williams does Marvelous Mondays. Um, uh, I like Yona Weiss that does uh, one on Wednesday afternoons. Yeah. Um, uh, George Roberts hosts one, a commercial real estate CRE one on, uh, I think that's Wednesdays too. I think uh, so. Yeah. I think that's where uh, we met. And then, and then the last one, maybe in my week's run, is uh, Brian Briscoe does one on Fridays, and so yeah, um, yeah. those are all great forums and a great group of people that travel those. Okay, awesome, thank you. Yeah, those are all. Um, Yona Weiss is one that I've been wanting to get to, but uh, the calendar is just packed. It seems <laughs> like okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, any favorite book that you'd care to share with the audience? You know. Um, there's um, one that I uh, read a little bit ago. It's called Gap in the Game, um, and it's by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. It, I, it was a fabulous read. In fact, uh, I just picked up his recent one that he just put out, um, so I'm just starting into it. Be your future self now. Um, so um, anyway, those are, uh, I love the, the work. There you go. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of Benjamin Hardy and and Dan Sullivan. There, um, uh, Benjamin Hardy actually had a couple of books before partnering with Dan as well. And Dan uh, and he have, I believe, they have a contract to do a book a year for the next ten years or something. Oh wow! Um, okay. So a lot of good stuff that'll be coming out. Um, you mentioned Gap or Game, but who, not who, who, not how, who, not how, another outstanding book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the thing I like with the who is like, we're, we're the who to somebody, but there's a lot of who's that we right. need as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it's interesting. You could do absolutely anything, but you can't do everything. And it's just better to outsource to the experts at the things that don't fall in our wheelhouse, right? right. Stay in your lane. So exactly. yeah, thank you for that. Um, so here's kind of a fun one. What is uh, a a recent bucket list item and maybe a future bucket list item you're trying to check off? Um, yeah, so uh, one bucket list item that I haven't achieved yet, but uh, it's been with me for many years. Uh, so I'm uh, a pilot, uh, recreational pilot uh, that I, from way back when. Um, and uh, so one, one thing that I've always wanted to do is go to one of these uh, these Top Gun combat pilot experience uh, oh, uh, schools and so you go up and you know do uh, air to air maneuvers and and whatnot in these mock simulations uh, and I think that'd be just uh, a fabulous good time 
for me. So yeah, yeah, very good. So maybe the next time we have you on the show, you can tell us all about it. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, let's see here. Any um, uh, is is there anything that our audience could do to help support you in your journey in the passive investing space? Well, um, you know, I, I I'm always looking for new connections, um, so I'm always welcoming those. And and it's really I like to I guess maybe think of it on from a flip of that is you know how how can I help folks that are listening to this, um, you know. Uh, either start their journey or help them through their early parts of their journey and share, um, you know, where I've gone and and uh, uh, be of of that counsel. That's that's I guess my passion right now. I love it. Yeah, it seems what I'm loving about this community so much is that people are so willing to help. They're willing to educate. It it definitely is a mindset abundance or abundance mindset where, um, you know, there is plenty of opportunities out there. There's plenty of dollars to be made. There's no reason to have a scarcity mindset in the space. And there's just so many people that are willing to help the new guy that's coming yeah. in. So, um, so yeah, with that, it is, uh, and actually you mentioned that just connecting with other folks. So what is the best place for our audience to connect with you? Yeah, the best place um, to make a connection with me is really through LinkedIn. Um, that's my really one social media place that I, I operate in. So, um, that's how folks can find me. All right. We will, we will definitely put a link to your LinkedIn, um, because figuring out how to spell Giuliachi (laughs) could be a little difficult, but, um, no, it was, it was super fun to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing all your experience. And uh, for the audience, I strongly encourage you to reach out to Joe. Joe's been really, really helpful to me and to the rest of the uh, community in the networking sessions that I've seen him in. And uh, just a really great guy to to get to know more. So um, I'd like to thank everybody for, again, joining this podcast, uh, General Art of Crushing It. We do have a number of different editions, but this is the Passive Investing Edition. And we'll look forward to connecting with you again soon. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. We know we sure learned a lot, and we hope you did as well. We want to take a second and thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that we only ask for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.